0: Asian Hustle Network knows how important it is for small business owners to have access to tools and resources that help them thrive, which is why we have partnered with Comcast Rise, a multi-year, multi-faceted initiative launched in October 2020 to help strengthen small businesses hit hard by COVID-19. Qualifying businesses can apply to receive consulting, media and creative production services from Effective, the advertising sales division of Comcast Cable, or technology upgrades from Comcast Business. Comcast Rise is now accepting applications from people of color-owned or women-owned small businesses. Learn more and apply at ComcastRise.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Maggie. And we interview Asian entrepreneurs around the world to amplify their voices and empower Asians to pursue their dreams and goals.
0: We believe that each person has a message and a unique story from their entrepreneurial journey that they can share with all of us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Asian Hustle Network podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Jessica Wu. Originally from LA's Korea town, but native to Las Vegas, a 35-year-old mother of three darling girls, Adeline, 10, Maxine, 8, and Olive, 3, Jessica Wu has recently seen massive success as a viral lifestyle content creator on TikTok for her creative and aesthetically magical short clips of assembling simple yet strikingly beautiful DIY bento-style lunches with mom's unique loving touch. After starting her TikTok account, Sully, jessica in january 2020 jessica has surpassed over 5 million followers eagerly watching and sharing her cooking and lunch videos mixed in with diy family fun beauty and lifestyle clips jessica welcome to the show
2: thanks for having me
1: of course we are starstruck still like we can't talk to you properly we're we're gonna stutter a lot in this podcast (laughs) but i want to hop into who you are and what your story is like because I think that we read a lot of interviews online but they haven't quite covered deep enough who Jessica really is right and I want to give you an opportunity to talk more about yourself so tell us about yourself where'd you grow up and was your upbringing like
2: Maggie said I grew up in LA in Koreatown but I moved to Vegas start of seventh grade pretty much and I've been in Las Vegas since I went to high school college here and I I love it here I feel like it's Exciting, and you know, there's always something going on. And then my background is I worked in a lot of retail, luxury retail, all kinds of retail. And I was in the hospitality industry, I was a server, I was a bartender, mixologist, whatever you want to call all those names. But so I had a lot of food and drink background with the hospitality industry. And also, I went to school for journalism and maybe and media studies with a concentration in advertising and public relations. So I think obviously that kind of helped me push my brand. Once I started, you know, doing this full time and kind of tied into everything because, you know, I, uh, my last real job was I was marketing director for a cannabis company here in Las Vegas. It's legal here. And it was something exciting and new. And I kind of took on the marketing director position, started that and that was my last real job and then after that I stay I wanted to stay home and just be creative. So I made cute little things like I made hair clips and keychains and anything that I can do with my hands. I love creating and doing art. So I took a few years off doing that. And then I also have a big makeup background. I was a makeup artist for 15 years. I worked benefit, smashbox, um, so many different companies and that's always been um, something that I love, but I never wanted to do as a job. So that always just was, you know, around. Yeah. I did a lot of weddings in town, a lot of events in town doing makeup. And yeah, I just love being busy. Yeah, I just love being busy and keeping myself.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it. I think this was, we talked about, well, for our listeners who don't know, like, you know, Brian and I are in Las Vegas as well. And so when we first met Jessica, we had gone out to lunch in Las Vegas. And this was like when we were getting to know each other. And Jessica was just telling us, everything that she's done before and like just the, all the things that she's interested in doing. And we're just like, wow, you have so many hobbies and you just know how to do so many things. And I think it's incredible, like the way that you want to learn how to do new things all the time, which is such a good skill to have.
1: You <laughs> you embody the hustle culture in Las Vegas, right? And I feel like a lot of people here do so many different things and, you know, obviously you're an exceptional individual, I want to focus more about in your early life because I want to understand how you view yourself, how you view the world at that time. Okay. And we don't have um, to go so young when you start from like 18 or something. Okay. <laughs> it's like...
2: Yeah, so around when I was eighteen was when I started my makeup career. So I got an opportunity to work for Benefit, which is a makeup brand. If you're not familiar, so Benefit Cosmetics. That's where I started. I was selling makeup, you know, learning how to, you know, teach people. I didn't go to school for uh, makeup or as esthetician. Like that's what makeup was back then was aesthetics like and I was like I don't want to do skincare I don't want to learn how to wax people I just want to do makeup because it's like painting to me you know and so yeah I was like I don't have to go to school I can just work and you know sell makeup and do makeup on people and that's what I wanted to do so then I did that for a while I worked at um, Mac after that and yeah I was one of the youngest like makeup artists for Mac working at the counter and Yeah, it was just so exciting. And then I was going to college at the same time. And then I also was working as a server. So I work at this place called The Artisan. It's like really, really old and cool. There's a chapel in there. And like, I actually got to meet Paul Walker working there. And so many fun stories. But yeah, I mean, I just love working. It's not like I had to like work so hard. I mean, I I did. I was living on my own because I didn't want anything from my parents. So I moved out as soon as I could. I lived with my best friend and I worked and went to college really, you know, that was my life for a little bit. And then what else in my twenties, you know, I did the whole clubbing thing. I was in the industry. So food and service industry, that's what you do. You know, you party, you work, you make cash money, you know, it's Vegas. And, you know, that was such a fun time in my life too. And then, and then I got married, I got married pretty young. I was 24. When I got married and I had my first baby and I was, I had been with him for five years. So I was in a long-term relationship with him, got married, did the baby thing, had my two kids with him. And then, yeah. And then I always wanted three kids. So then I... You know, found someone else and got another thing. But yeah, that's pretty much my life, I guess. Just always love working and um, wanted to learn everything and anything that I could. You know, I've never been one to just be at an office sitting there yeah. with a stable income. And, you know, that sounds great. But for me, I would rather, you know, risk and do fun things and, you know, learn, learn because there's so many fun, cool things
1: to do in this life. Yeah, it's a, it's a reflection of who you are today. And I appreciate you sharing that story with us, You know, sharing who you are and really sharing and opening up with, with us about your story, right? Because I feel like with you particularly, there's so many nuances of who Jessica is, right? Because we, we see you on social media. You make the best mental box like box lunches. So see, I love the relationship you have with your kids as well. And I love the relationship relationship you have with your significant other, your, your partner but like there's for me in my perspective at least i feel like the way that the person becomes is because of their experiences and right. i feel like you and yourself have experienced so many things that i just want the world to see how awesome you are and how human you. you are right because let's be honest here like we all go to go through different things that we can't share on social media There's never a time where you can go on social media like, guys, I'm not feeling well. My mental health hurts. Like, I can't share anything, right? And this is time to do it. And this type of podcast where we go really deep into, you know, your story and, like, understand the nuances of how Jessica became Jessica, right? And I know like, when we see you now, we always see the highlight reel, right? A lot of people see the highlight reel. Like, oh, this, she must have, like, had some sort of superpower. Or she, everything has always worked in her favor. But of course, it's not true. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of long hours, long nights that you just cried. And you're like, okay, I can't get things together. And uh, do you want to talk about those moments? Right. Of like, I don't cry. I mean, I, I cry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, I, I mean,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, I am definitely someone that people can see, I think, and be like, oh, well, she did it. I can do it too. Because, yeah, I mean, there were points in my life where I had nothing, you know? I mean, I had. I had friends and family that could have been there for me and support me, but I, you know, there were a lot of rough times. I literally can say I started from the bottom because, you know, I really had a bad divorce. I had, you know, there was, it was a bad marriage to begin with, you know, a lot of that. Um, yeah. I mean, I couldn't go into it if you guys want to, but yeah, I mean,
1: only you're comfortable. Right? We want Yeah.
2: To I, don't, I don't mind, I guess. But yeah, I basically was in a bad relationship with my ex. He just was terrible. He just didn't, had no motivation. He was an alcoholic. He was a gambler. And with that comes a lot of things with addiction to, you know, pretty much anything. So it was just terrible. And then finally, when I decided to leave him, I had saved up a bunch of money and. Yeah. I mean, uh, my house got broken in too, and like, they like literally stole all my money I was saving and hiding because obviously I couldn't trust my ex with, you know, anything. He just untrusted me. And so I literally had nothing. And then I, he took all our stuff and put it in storage, like all my furniture, all my stuff. And then he would not let me have anything. So for a while I had no car. He took my car. He took my belongings, And then like on top of that, someone broke in and took the rest of my, you know, like, so I literally had nothing. I had to move in back with my parents and start zero and coming from me. Like I hated having things handed to me at all. You know, like that's why I moved out right when I graduated high school. I just didn't want anything from anyone just because that was my personality. You know, I was like, I'm fine with working hard for what I want. And I don't want it from anybody. And So it sucked for me to like go back to my dad's house and like, you know, I had two kids with me. And yeah, so I basically just worked again and just saved up a bunch of money again and started all over and, you know, got my own place. And actually, that was a period of time where I was actually the happiest was when I was alone with my kids after I got back on my feet. Because for the first time, it was like, you know, it was just me and my kids and there was nobody I had to really think about or be responsible for or anything you know so anyway yeah i literally had nothing and then started building myself up and then yeah a few years later i i've always done the content creating thing just cuz i was always in marketing and you know that was just right when i graduated was like the point of where people were just starting to be into social media, you know, they had, um, just the big YouTubers at that point and YouTube was still not as big as it is now. But yeah, I mean, even back then when I had my second child it was when I started my YouTube channel. And then I had to stop everything because yeah, at the people who broke into my house took my computers and my cameras and everything. So
0: yeah, I was just like, well, there
2: goes that. I can't, I can't film anymore. I can't do any videos because it was already, you know, like, hard to do it. Cause I was like, I am learning all these things and this is all new And my sister is the only one that was like, you have so much to offer, you know, put yourself out there. And it, and it was when nobody did it too. And I was just like, okay, I'll try it. And then all that stuff happened. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: fine. glad. I'm so sorry to hear all the bad things exactly. happen to you. Right. But like, I'm so glad that you didn't stop. Yeah. Right. And that oh my god like, I don't know how to react to this story because it's so sorry stupid. I know it's such a no brown. no 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 no, 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 no. Um, we, we say it in the most utmost my utmost respect in a way where it's like we appreciate being so vulnerable because like we need to hear this yeah right because like, there's yeah. this this podcast your story is going to impact a lot of people listening to what they're going through because I can almost sense the frustration right and the hopelessness and the giving up and what the hell am I doing? But well, the fact that you are the person you are today, it shows us a lot about who you are, right? And I want you to give yourself a lot of credit for that, Thanks. right? Like give yourself a lot of credit and you deserve everything that that's going on right now, right? You absolutely deserve it. And it's not easy, right? And we want people to realize that because when, whenever we look at some celebrity or we consider, yes, we consider you a b- pretty big celebrity, Thanks. And we looked at them and be like, oh yeah, probably have no issues and you know everything's probably handed to them. And that's not true, right? You earn every damn moment of that. And I was so glad you did not give up. For
0: yeah, Thank you. I just want to say. I also wanted to say I am so sorry that you had to deal with that. And just listening to that, like it, it you know triggers me too, you know. And I feel mad about what had happened to you. But I just wanted to say that I'm so glad that you are safe that your daughters are safe. And that is the most important thing, right? And I feel like to us, to everyone else, you seem like such a strong person, right? But I think a lot of that had come from your experiences that you had in the past. And that's made you bring yourself back up and become... You had no choice but to become a strong person yourself, right? To be that example that you set for your kids, you know, set for yourself. And in those types of situations, like I can't even imagine like sometimes it's even hard to leave, right? Because you've had this like sense of fear of like, what is this person going to do? You know, is right. are they going to break into my house again? So in those types of situations, it's, it's so hard for that person to leave, but I'm just so glad that you were able to find a way out and find people that really care and love you. And you were able to get your daughters to a safe place. Now, I just wanted to commend you for, you know, such a strong person that you have become today because it's not easy. And, and, a and lot we of love other. You.
1: We love you, Jessica. I just want to let you yeah. hear that. We love yeah. you a lot. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah. And I think a lot. I think
0: a lot of other people probably go through similar experiences, but we don't put it on social media, right? Like a lot of Asian people, they don't want to put that stuff in on social media and share it with other people. But you sharing the story, I am sure it's going to, you know, be an influence to other people and feel inspired, help them, you know, find confidence and know that they're not alone. So thank you so much for sharing that.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys. I know it's like weird because I'm my sister is always like, you're the worst influencer or what, you know, whatever, because I'm, I'm such a private person and I've always been that way. And I I don't even tell like nobody even knew I was in a bad marriage you know like nobody knew till I actually was like oh well I'm getting a divorce now you know and I was with him for nine years and no one had no idea and I just have always just been that way so it is you know it is harder but I think being in social media is helping me you know like talk about these things because I have to because if I don't it's just gonna you know I'm just gonna probably break down and turn into Brittany or you know like like you know how she just had a meltdown like I'm sure like that, that could happen to me because I don't share things and yeah now I kind of have to I like force myself but it's a good thing because I want to now
1: yeah and ours is our job as a to to create a safe space for you to be comfortable talking about these things right and I have to say that you know compared to the other stories that we have on our podcast, this is probably the most powerful that we heard. And most, probably most, you're, you're very strong. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we don't have to continue talking about things that make you uncomfortable, but like, I want to hear about the transition period of like being starting from, from ground zero again. Right. And that's the most part where most people cannot recover from that. I can't believe I'm starting over again, but the fact that you did and the fact that you were able to rise up relatively quickly, right? in a very short amount of time, I want to hear how did you pull yourself through during the darkest times? Do you have friends that reach out to you? Do you have mentors? Do you have like a personal affirmation that you follow where it's like you look at yourself in the mirror, and like, I'm Jessica and, and this is going to happen, right? This is going to happen to me. And we, we need to hear that because a lot of people, honestly, are in a very dark place, right? right. And we can't get out of it. And we want to hear from your personal experience, how are you able to, to find that courage and like to pull yourself out?
2: Honestly, it's just something you just have to do. You know, it's not like you can sit there and be like, you know, like no one's going to do it for you. So it's just at that point where it's like, you just have to do it. You can't just sit there and expect anyone to do it for you because no one will, you know, no one's going to help you. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there are people who will support you, you know, and help you along the way. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to do it and make the decision to either, you know, just take this as a life lesson or, you know, just be stuck there forever being miserable. And I, I, I'm just not that kind of person. Like I just would rather keep myself busy and move forward than sit there and sulk, I guess, you and, you know, and feel sorry for myself. Well, I mean, that doesn't do anything. So I just, I don't know how, you know, it was really, it was a really, really like, uh, what else? you know, like nothing is going to help this situation easier for me. Cause I, it was already hard for me to like, try to leave my ex, you know, like getting a divorce, like making that decision to like move on without my kid's father, you know, all that stuff. I mean, once you have kids, I think. That's another, obviously, motivation, you know, like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna feed themselves. They're gonna, you know, they're not gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to do it. And yeah, you just have to do um, it. I don't know what the right answer would, you, you know, is. But
0: yeah, I mean, I just kind of no. but I absolutely agree with you. And I think you realized that it was better to find a safe and better situation for especially for your daughters, you know, I think, Short term, yes, it will hurt. Short term, yes, it will be really hard and difficult and heartbreaking for you, right? But long term, what kind of environment do you want for your kids? What kind of environment do you want them to grow up in? And I think you were able to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and know what is the better decision for yourself, which is to, you know, leave and find a safe space for your daughters and for yourself as well. So that takes a lot of courage, you know, and and you're so strong for that.
1: You're a I'm lot stronger than uh, us by the way. So. Yeah, <laughs> really I, up to you so in the so, much courage. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, I mean, with, you know, during that time, you know, when you were kind of going through that that breakthrough, that pivot and you are just so involved in so many different things and, you know, being a makeup artist, working in so many different roles. You started YouTube about like 7 years ago, right? And so during that time, like what made you decide to, you know, start YouTube videos? And it kind of like just catapulted into TikTok. a whole career, TikTok. And now you have over four hundred sixty one 461,000 subscribers on YouTube. And you have over 5.7 million followers on TikTok. Wow. Like you have just had so much growth and it's just so amazing to see that growth within you jessica
1: now you want to add on to that question too it's like i want to hear about you starting youtube and how did that prepare you to become a tiktoker because most people i find that are in youtube first for a couple years that haven't quite taken off make -hmm. the best transition to tiktok they're like i see an opportunity now i'm gonna seize it and i feel like you're one of those people that did did that right so I want to hear about like your YouTube career and how that prepared you to become a TikTok, the TikTok career that you are today
2: so you know I don't think it really prepared me for the short form video life like i so going back to when i was starting basically my sister you know she was the generation of watching youtube every day i would watch youtube here and there but me being busy all the time i wasn't really sitting down watching a lot of things whether it was on tv or i was just always busy you know i was going to college and working or partying or you know whatever fitting in everything else when i could so I guess I just like wasn't into as much as her generation because she is a lot younger than me. So she was the one that's like, please be on YouTube. Please be on YouTube. You know, like put your makeup videos out there. Like I, I, so, you know, so she was like, put, you know, make stuff and like do whatever. And like, she just always, you know, saw me as someone that she can look up to. She already looked up to me for so many things that she was like, you know, put yourself out there because she already knew that I could do it, you know? So I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it. And so I just randomly started doing, you know, whatever it was. The first video I have up is me painting something on the wall. You know, it's like, it was just a random thing. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to paint something on the wall. Like, let
0: me just do that.
2: And like, you know, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing favorites videos. I was, you know, whatever everyone else was doing, obviously. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't doing, it was... It was just whatever, but it was cool because I, I can at least like be creative in a way and be like, Oh, what, what do I want to film? Or like, you know, it kind of gave me that learning curve of like learning the camera, learning the filming, editing, and you know, all that stuff def- definitely helped. But I think what helped me with, with like growing with TikTok and starting TikTok was just the realness and the rawness because YouTube was such a platform of you need to have the best quality, you need to have production value, you need to have like 20 minutes long, you need there was so many things that you needed in order to succeed because you had to stand out, you know, and like everyone had a nice camera. Everyone had you know like all this all these things and At the end of the day, you don't need those things, you know, and that's I think that's what worked for me because I am so at the moment kind of person and I work best when it's real. You know, I I don't know how to put myself out there as some character or someone I want to be because I like myself and I, you know, I'm just like, I can't pretend to be someone else because I'm not, you know. So, yeah, I think that's why TikTok worked for me because it was so much more real and I I could do it because I could show people like, this is what I do. You know, this is me. This is what I do. If you like me, then cool. If you don't, then I'm sorry, but you know, this is what you get. And that's what I loved about TikTok. I love that you can find so many normal people who have so many great talents. And yeah, and I, I,
1: mean, I mean, obviously we love you. A lot of people love you. <laughs> so continue putting your, your uh, authentic self out. Right. And it's like, Yeah, I really like that saying, too, because you can't please everyone, especially on social media. You get a lot of mean comments here and there. But like overall, I think we're very positive. We really like what you're doing. So I'm really curious about... I just wanted to
0: add that I like 100% agree with the whole like YouTube versus TikTok thing. Because I feel like a lot of people are realizing now that, you know, for example, Instagram, people are just posting like Brian said, the highlight reels, right? And like you edit your pictures. Some people, you know, uh, do Facetune and you edit them. You can do, you know, Photoshop and whatever, and you make it like the perfect picture. And so everyone thinks that your life is all perfect, right? All of this is perfect, flawless, whatever. But on TikTok, it's so raw and real that, you know, it's a video. It's like in real time. And so you get to see exactly like what those expressions are, how your emotions are. And I think that's why a lot of people really like TikTok, because it just shows people how real a person is. And we're all human beings. And I think that's why, you know, like it's a lot of people love how TikTok can make you blow up. Because people just love watching these lifestyle things, love watching how like real and raw everyone's lifestyle is. So I think there's like a really big, you know, difference between the two. But I definitely agree with you. Like it's really easy to be real on on TikTok rather than like Instagram and, and YouTube. Right.
2: Yeah. And I mean it's changing. You know, obviously you see the shorts on YouTube now and um, reels and, you know, Snapchats doing stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I think people just want to be relatable. You know, they like, there, there are celebrities that are, you know, Paris Hilton's and the Kim Kardashians and like, but it's like, you can't really relate to them because it's not the same, you know? And, but like people like me, yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like if I can do it, you can do it. Even other content creators, you know, I'm like, I'm a mom with three kids. You have no excuses, you know, like, Literally, if I can do it, anybody can do it because it's possible. It's not like, and people, you know, people think, yeah, like she must have, she must be a trophy wife or like, you know, like all these things, but it's like, no, you can, I literally do it in 30 minutes and, you know, it's doable and I'm not this perfect person. Like you guys said, yeah, I'm not perfect and I don't claim to be, you know? So yeah, I always, I always say like, if you don't like me for like what you see, then I'm sorry because that is who I am, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, we like you obviously, a lot. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to want to uh, refute that statement. Of, if I can do it, you can do it because I want to uh-huh. give you a lot of credit because you're very unique. Right. Yes. And it's like, I think you deserve more credit than you're giving yourself right now. It's like, not all of us can do it. You have a unique talent to do it. Right. So it's like, again, you deserve every everything, everything that you have right now and hats off to you. Thank you guys of course i'm kind of curious i i know you mentioned earlier when you first started your youtube career you didn't know what your niche was right we understand that niche is pretty important in the social media world at what point did you realize that this is your niche and i really like the fact that you tied in your kids into your niche too because i just love the family aspect the food aspect the two things i appreciate the most in life is food and family you have that all in your content, right? Yeah. How did you come up with that niche? Was it something where you kind of came out in the spur of the moment, or it's like, oh, like, what if I try this? I want to hear more about that that niching side.
2: Yeah. So, like, uh, the obvious things that I wanted to make content about was like art. You know, that was just like, it's just me. You know, anytime I can make something or create something or painting or drawing or whatever I even um, do for a long time. I like made this digital art thing where I just drew babies. Like people just wanted their kids drawn in their cute outfits. And I just, I literally drew it with my finger on my phone until I could upgrade to like an iPad with a pen. And So anything that I can do creatively makes me happy. So that was where I kind of, you know, doing the YouTube thing. I obviously did makeup or, you know, the painting on the wall. And like, I don't know, I would paint Easter eggs or whatever it is. And so I always just fell back on that because I, you know, I love creating. And then my other love was food. But with food, I didn't know how to incorporate that I guess because I wasn't a professional chef I'm you know I half the time I don't even like cooking I love you know hosting and like doing things for people I love more than I you know people some other food people are like I love cooking food you know cooking's my passion but I can't really say that you know I I I do like cooking but I love eating I love the community the food brings you know I um I always tell the story like As a kid growing up, my mom would take me everywhere, show me all different kinds of cuisines. And like my favorite thing was to go out and eat with my mom. And she'd be like, you were like, you know, you'd be four years old eating freaking live shrimp. And people would, you know, be amazed and you would literally go like this every time you saw food, you know, and like, so food was always something that I loved, but I don't think it was something that I ever thought like, oh, this is what I want to, I could create content in because I wasn't a chef or, you know, I didn't have that kind of back background knowledge to feel like I was credible enough to make food stuff but I mean I did even back then I did like a deep fried Oreo video or like you know so I kind of would try different things but like it wasn't I just didn't think I could get big with food I guess so once TikTok started I did like if you go scroll all the way to the bottom I do like art resin videos and some you know like I was just doing like I don't know what to do bring, you know bring you it think?
1: back bring it back like we, we want to see some of the art side of you
2: Yeah so yeah I did that and then my sister again the one that like kept pushing me she was like you need to put your lunches you know cuz they're so cute and I had put my girl's lunches like a picture here and there on on Facebook or Instagram or whatever And like, yeah, people would like it, but then she was like, yeah, you should, you know, actually like record it and put it because people will like it. It's super cute. You're like, you do this anyways, you know? And so I did. And yeah. And it blew up and that's how I got myself into the food space, which I'm so grateful for because yeah, my whole life, I, you know, wanted to travel and do the Anthony Bourdain thing. I mean, I'm sure so many people say that, but it was really, truly one of my dreams to just travel, meet people and eat with them or cook with them or learn from them because I'm not the professional, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like it happened at the right time, at the right moment, because that is a space that I wanted to be in. And then, with that, I just knew that I wanted to show other sides of me, you know, so I showed, I just basically show what I love. And, you know, what, like, basically, I just think of it as like, you know, what would I want to share with my family? What do I want to share with my daughters or my friends or, you know, stuff like that. So I started doing more family stuff because, you know, people liked it. And my girls liked filming with me, especially my oldest, she loves doing everything with me. The other two are kind of like wild cards, but yeah i I think that's where I am, and then now I just kind of open myself to more opportunities, so I don't just do food if you've noticed, you know, I do the lifestyle, I do stuff with David, I do stuff, I try to put in makeup videos, hair tutorials, outfit videos, you know, I try to keep myself overall, just so i'm number one is you don't want to do the same thing over and over and over where you're just kind of it turns into work and it's boring, you know, and as much as I love doing the lunches and doing the food, you know, I want to show other things and yeah. And I think that's why I, I have been very lucky to get different kinds of opportunities. You know, I've done, you know, hosting and presenting and, and I think that's because I am showing all these different sides of me and not just food. So
0: yeah. That's, that's
2: where I'm at now,
0: I guess. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do notice that, you know, there are some food content creators that just show food, you know, of them just making food, but they don't, they don't really show their personality too much. Right. So it's kind of hard for the audience to know exactly who they are unless they, you know, talk on the TikTok video or talk on the YouTube video. But I love how you're so all encompassing where you're showing not only food, but you're showing family stuff. You're showing relationship stuff. And so, and so, everyone can see, you know, the authenticity and see what your lifestyle and personality is like. Right. And so I think that's so, so important that you're just like shining out your personality to your, to your audience. Cause that is really important.
1: But uh, Also more so than that, we hear from other TikTok influencers, how much advice you give them. So if there, if there was like coaching tree, you'd be at the very top and there'd be a bunch <laughs> of like other TikTokers coming from your STEM.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've been very lucky to have made a community of creators and like, yeah. And I think that's what the difference is now between old social media is there was a lot of gatekeeping and a lot of like, no, I'm not going to share my secrets with you. I'm not going to, you know, cause everyone probably felt like everyone's just competition and you just have to be better than everyone. But, you know, like, I think that's why, a lot of creators now with people like me that are you know that haven't I mean I've been doing it for a long time which people don't know but you know I I just know the hard work and everything that goes into it and why not help each other out you know when you can because at the end of the day it's people it's who you know you know it's who you know and how you treated them and that's what really matters in life not how many followers I have more than you or you know, absolutely—that's
1: so. true yeah. abundance right there, mm-hmm. and it's just a reflection yeah. of like not even in the in the social media game, but like in the business world, right? It's like before it's like I can't help you, I need to crush you, you're my competition, and yeah. now it's just like it's a sense of abundance, and it's reflected throughout everything, right? And I'm glad that you encompass the abundance mindset as well, and be willing to to have your community, to have your coaching tree, to you know, help other other creators because they say really good things about you. Like, oh, wow, where's Jessica? We need to be here already, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it always links back to each other. So I really appreciate that. And I'm kind of curious because as your, your TikTok was blowing up, how have your life changed? Like from like the time you realize, oh no, this could be something crazy to waking up and be like, oh wow, it is something crazy. Like what was like that transition over to like, we're going to call you a superstar, okay? Like, what is the transition over to a superstardom light? Like?
2: You know what? I think being, like, going viral during COVID kind of made things a little bit different because I was home, you know? Like, I didn't really go out or do anything to even realize, you know, like... Who am I like, like I'm nobody like, but like I would get all these, like, you know, you don't really like wrap your head around the big numbers and stuff because it's not real. Like it's like, it's real, but it's like, you don't see these people or like, you don't, you know, you don't really, especially cause yeah, we were stuck at home and I'm just like, this is so cool, but it's like, I'm not sure what's happening at the same time. But then once I started going out and like people started, recognizing my voice I you know like just even like I would have a mask on and people didn't know who I was but they'd be like are you on TikTok because I recognize your voice and like that was like oh my god you know like are you joking <laughs> like how oh did my god it's crazy so that I think that was kind of like when I was like okay like people actually know you know know who I am and like especially when I'm with my kids that's when I get noticed the most because Obviously, you know, it's me and three kids. And then once they recognize the kids, they're like, oh, and then they kind of put it together. But yeah, I guess I just feel I feel normal still. Like, I don't feel any different in any way. Like, I just feel like I'm happy and lucky to be doing what I'm doing. But yeah, no, I don't. I There's no difference in like how I feel. I don't see myself as a superstar or anything like that. You know, I feel important, I guess, because I do get to have this platform and I get to advocate for, you know, Asians or, you know, raise money for Asians. And, you know, I have all these like opportunities that make it seem really awesome. But other than that, I don't really feel really like, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I saw like a big group of people and they were like, yeah. ah, you know,
1: but... I love, I love how level-headed you are yeah, and, like and how so grounded humble. you are. You're so humble, <laughs> Jessica. I've learned so much about you. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, so I want to learn more about like how you manage your time. Because, you know, what you talk about family a lot, we know that, you know, a lot of your time has to go to your daughters as well, but you manage your time so well. And I'm sure there are times where you feel stressed. You know, we only have 24 hours in a day. But in terms of like time management and what your daily routine is like, what does that look like usually? And how do you normally get like your girls to you know do videos with you and like kind of gather them up and be like, hey, it's TikTok time. We got to do a video. <laughs> um, I want to know like what your routine is like every day.
2: I mean, it's different pretty much all the time. Right now it's a little bit different because I'm transitioning into like, I just hired um, an assistant to help me um, with daily stuff. And then I also hired a filmer to help me film. So right now my um, schedule is like trying to figure out, you know, growing and delegating and trying to maximize myself on top of having these, this help now. But before it was basically just like, you know, I would wake up do the lunches, get my girls to school. The best part about me and being able to do a lot with my time is my girls are pretty independent. You know, they get up, they get themselves ready. They make their own breakfast and they, you know, everything is done for them in the mornings, ready to go to school. You know, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to wake them up. I don't have to pick their clothes. I don't have to make their breakfast. I, that gives me the time to make their lunch for them, you know? And yeah, I think I'm just lucky in the way that my kids are self-sufficient. Like Olive is a little needy. She's three though, you know, and like, but she, she's already independent. She's just, she's just more bratty. So she'll just be like, no, nah, I don't want to, but, but yeah, my kids are really helpful and that's the biggest part of, you know, raising your kids to, you know, help you out instead of making it harder for yourself. And yeah, they would go to school. And so um, when they were to go to school, I have Olive because I didn't want to put her in... Obviously, COVID, all that stuff happened. It's just a little different. So yeah, she would just be with me all the time pretty much. And I would have to just work around her being loud and recording other stuff. So throughout the day, it's either cleaning all the time, working emails during the day and then yeah I mean most of my day is literally just cleaning like because that's what you do when you're an adult and you have kids <laughs> you're, like you know it's you, imagine like your laundry times five like <laughs> that's my lot la- you know like that that's pretty much my day but you know what like my mind is always thinking always yeah. thinking. like you know like whether it's like content or like I don't know. Like, you know, I want to do a cookbook. I want to have my own line of bento boxes. I want to expand to, you know, beauty. and um, So I'm just constantly always working in my mind, even though I'm not sitting in front of a computer or being on my phone, I'm constantly in my head thinking what I'm doing or what I can be doing or what needs to be done. You know, that's my head all the time. Like that's just who I am. I just always... And then, the, but then there are times where I'll, I won't do anything. You know, I'll, I'll give myself three days to literally just be lazy and do nothing but eat hot Cheetos, and, and uh, I, those I, will be yes. my days. Can binge on TV, but
1: uh, <laughs> I, I you know, that. there's
2: no there, with like, with kids and stuff. There, I mean, it's hard to have a routine, and being a content creator, yeah. it's hard to have a routine because especially me, my content is my life. So mm-hmm. it it revolves around what I'm doing and where I am and, you know, and that's a con and a pro because I get to work anywhere basically as long as I have myself and my kids or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to say there. I wish there was more of a routine for us, but it is hard when, yeah, you no,
0: know, that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure it must be so extremely helpful to have all three of your daughters be self sufficient, but that just goes to show how well you raised them. And when you told us that your daughters are self sufficient, it just reminded me of you. Like, that's exactly how you are. And you're so independent. And I'm sure you raised your girls the same way. And that's why they are the way they, that they are. So that is so amazing. But yes, we can't wait for the, the cookbook, the oh, bungee box can't line. Wait all of
1: that. I'm glad you're taking time off for yourself too. Because, uh, yeah, I had to, there
2: was a time at the end of last year where I was really burnt out and I was just doing, I was just trying to do as much as I could because I got sick with COVID in the beginning of the year and I really couldn't do anything. I was really, really sick. And that made me go insane because I'm just not a person that can sit in the bed for two months, you know, and especially the first of the year, like you're like, okay, new goals, you know, like let's start this new year, you know, and then I got sick. And so I felt, I felt really sucky. Like I'm, you know, I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't think I literally could not do anything. But I think that was just basically the universe of telling me like, Hey, you need to chill out because you're doing too much. And So I was, yeah, I was literally doing too much. I was getting depressed. And then I literally was like, I want to do nothing. I want to quit all this stuff because that's such a place where, yeah, I was so tired and I was going through my last relationship too, you know, and dealing with all that stuff because that sucked too. Just having someone that wasn't really celebrating your accomplishments when it was pretty much the best year of my life. And Yeah. He was just a downer. So that's, that was another crappy part of, you know, last year it was just the bad relationship. And then I got burnt out, got depressed and then got sick with COVID. So, you know, like, even though, like I always say, like, I never take anything for granted because I, you know, I've lost everything all at once. So it's like, I feel like I can lose everything all at once. And I think if you look at your life and appreciate what you get, then, you know, you'll just... Be better. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's you're you're amazing, Jessica. And I <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. To I, like,
1: I'm I'm sorry we keep saying that over and over because it's true, right? Yeah, and we look up to you and we admire you a lot, right? And you have so much power and grace to you that. I'm so glad we're able to capture this in the podcast today. And also I'm so glad you're on the Asian hustle network podcast, which is you are our definition of the word hustle, right? It's always, always on the move. And I'm so appreciated that you're taking time off for yourself because I think rest is just as important as hustling. Right. And, Maggie and I call that time for us when we do nothing is panda time. We literally don't do anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Just cuddling like pandas. Yeah. That's like. So <laughs> I
1: don't know about, that, about the cuddling part. Just literally, they're just oh. pandas. <laughs> like dead pandas.
0: <laughs> right? Just playing with a yeah. Thank So cute. Yeah. Like I'm portraying myself in a bento box. like <laughs> Right? <laughs> just, just in a. Bed a little curry or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Jessica, I appreciate you sharing so much of your life and being so vulnerable to us in the podcast today. And I I guess for the last question that we have is what advice would you have for yourself when back when you were younger? Knowing that knowing what you know now, if you talk to like fifteen year old Jessica again, what is the one advice you would give her? I know that's a hard question. I don't
2: know because I don't regret anything. You know, I, I'll, I'll redo all of my life if I had a chance to, because I don't, I, like I said, I don't take anything for granted and as much as it sucked, but you know, like, yeah, maybe that's why I am this person. And I, you know, I want to help out other people in some way. And I don't know, I guess just maybe be more confident in yourself just like I feel like everyone, you know, struggles with confidence growing up and just self doubt and yeah. I mean, I think that's it. I mean, I feel like I'm I I can definitely say I'm the same person as I have been throughout my whole life. You know, I've I haven't really changed much. I I'm I am just more confident in myself and you know showing people who I am and just trying to be the best person that I can in this life and showing my kids that. Being good and being kind, you know, is good. Like, it wins in the end. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my advice would be, but just be yourself. I guess (laughs) keep being yourself because it'll work out. I don't know.
0: That advice is already really good. Like, you know, it's simple, but it gets to the point and it's really all there is to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what content
2: is. You know, I try to tell people who are so worried about like, you know, what people think of them and um, stuff. And I'm just like, you know, people will love you for who you are. And
0: those are the people that you want to be there, you know, as yeah. you grow. So yeah, absolutely. Like I think we tend to make things more complicated than it has to be, but hey. it really is so simple you know, and just be yourself. And just be confident is yeah. really the key. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jessica. Yeah. I, yeah. For
2: another, like another thing that I do say is, you know, there is no one like you. There is no one mm-hmm. else. Like you. So that's, you know, whether you're doing the same content as everyone else, you're not that person, you know, you're someone different.
0: So yeah. 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 Everyone has their own spin to, to what they're doing. So how can our listeners find out more about you online, Jessica? I'm
2: pretty much everywhere, (laughs) but um, my screen, my username is Sully Jessica, S-U-L-A-T-E-J-S-S-I-C-A. Yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. Awesome.
0: We will include all of that in our show notes of this episode. But it was amazing having you on our episode today. Thank you so much for just sharing your story with us and being so vulnerable on this episode. We really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was amazing to talk to you and get to know you guys more.
1: <laughs> yeah, we again, thank you again so much, Jessica. We love you and we can't emphasize that enough. And, oh my goodness, this is a powerful episode. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Love you guys too. We yeah. love you.
0: Bye. Thank you guys.
1: Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the show.
0: We would like to get to the top 10 on iTunes, so be sure to leave us a five-star review. We release an episode every single Wednesday, so stay tuned.
1: Thank you guys so much.